Hey, hey, it is time for another edition of Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast. That's right. You got to have something to listen to while I'm away. I don't want you like floating around as some other dick face podcast and start liking that one. So I whip up some things for you to listen to while I'm not around. Okay. Of course, on the Patreon as well, I have something for you to listen to while I'm away. Full shows available from way back in the past that you can check out for free. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Seven days free. I'm telling you, this is a great thing. You put in a uh, payment form and then you got seven days to enjoy it. If you're like, this thing sucks, cancel it before the seven days and then that's it. We go our separate ways and then, you know, off we go. But if you like it, then cool. Just let it ride, man. You can let it ride. That's BTO, baby. All right. Uh, I sound like I'm on crack. Enjoy. Not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Oh, oh, he's pounding on 
whatever you want His dick's in my asshole He's fucking my asshole And he's a creep He's a widow the hell are you doing here? He don't belong here. You don't belong This inspiration has really honed Eric's singing voice. Well, I don't know about that. It sounded a little flat in my opinion, but uh, whatever. I will make that song as a standalone uh, uh, thing on Patreon audio for you to share with your friends. You know, do the old Patriot Nick. So, um, and thank you. Stevie says, wow, that was exceptional. Chris says, well done, sir. Linda, bravo. Okay, fun. That's fun. Okay, now, so what we have here is an example of shooting fish in a barrel. The Zaniacs, group formerly known as the Zaniacs, they have become inspirational characters who deserve... Uh, nothing less than the abuse that I will gladly give them. So I have an overabundance of disgusting humans who will be uh, inspirational. All right? Uh, If you have an idea of a song that could be parodied, that I could uh, uh, focus my aggression on these pieces of shit, Please, hey, can you do a song out of this? Maybe. Uh, This one was easy. You know. So if you have anything at all, uh, we can come up with uh, lyrics, or if you think of something that might uh, ring a bell, uh, we we can run with the idea you can be writing partners uh, at the risk that you may become uh, lunatics who show up at my house unannounced just know that if you do help with the creation of the song um you get nothing i'll just say that out in front hell i don't even know if i i've been burnt so bad by this disgusting group that i don't even know if i even i mean i it's kind of like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me one of those deals so i don't know i i I feel very traumatized about all of this, but uh, writing that song, um, 
It, uh, it, it took me about half an hour to write those lyrics. I had been thinking about it for days. How can I work that radio? It's a great song. That song is an absolute masterpiece, by the way. The original version of my radio head. But um, I talked about um, uh, in it. I was like, oh, boy, I, this is tailor-made for my inspiration, my muse in this story. And uh, I, I, I would just love to be a fly on the wall when those pieces of shit actually hear it, okay? Now, uh, some of the Zaniacs, formerly known as Zaniacs, signed up for a full year, so they still get access. Like Dennis G., I still can't believe that that guy turned on me. It was a, it was a great ally. He is believing all of the hogwash that those scum-sucking assholes are um, uh, continue to attack me about. I'm hoping he still has access to the Patreon. I'm hoping that he takes this and shares it with them quickly so that they can get access to it. As I, I, it's like their proverbial head is in my hand and I'm just grinding their face in the shit. That, that's what I'm, I'm just, I'm actually holding the back of their hair metaphorically and just actually pretending that I'm, uh, you know, doing the laundry on a washboard with their face in shit. And it's spectacular. It's very rewarding to me. Okay? Chris says, look up the version by Haley Reinhardt. Fantastic version of Creep. I will. Uh, Linda Hall says, all I need is a writing credit. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think you get anything. You get a shut up. Linda says, writing is cathartic. By the way, have any of you noticed the Easter egg on the show today? I don't know if you uh, had a chance to catch it. When I see it again, I'll, uh, I'll, I shouldn't even talk about it. You'll figure it out. Welcome to the Patreon bonus podcast. I also realize that some of you are still have ties with these uh, sadistic fucks. And I don't hold anything against you in that regard. I, I, it does bother me a little bit because um, I don't think you can be half pregnant on this deal. Okay. Uh, the inability for that mob to even for one second understand where I am coming from and them basically judge, jury, and executioner on me and something that I had nothing to do with, some made-up fallacy lie, bothers me terribly. I don't like that. Eric, why do you care what people think? I always care what people think. Always. Especially when it's not true. So I have a real, real problem with those people. And I understand that, you know, some of you still hang out with them. Um, I can't let my appreciation for you get in the way of that. And that's, that's actually a challenge to me. Because I'm like, how can you possibly run with this gang after all of this shit? Uh, but I, that's something I have to reconcile on my own, I realize. But I'm just telling you. Uh, be careful. All right. 
They will fill your mind with half-truths and lies. These are bad individuals. Uh, Well, some of them not, but they're absolutely misguided. Followers of a sick, morbid, twisted sense of entitlement that needs to be rooted out. And I'm glad they're gone. All right. Moving on. TikTok continues to try to kill everyone. Uh, apparently, there was a, uh, a TikTok trend called, hey, you got to you gotta order the pink sauce. And, you know, I'm taking a look at this. Uh, and it, it looks like something that could go on. Uh, uh, if you take a look, it looks in this picture like some type of, of fried food. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe some sushi. Maybe you've seen that. And the idea behind pink sauce, uh, Chef Pie or Chef P, it's uh, P-I-I, who is a female, created the sauce that uh, looks very pink, according to this, although in some videos it looks a little lighter and others darker. And the ingredients, honey, chili of all things, garlic, sunflower seed oil, and dragon fruit. And I guess you whip that all together and it goes great on like just about anything. And so people on TikTok are like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta try this. And uh, that's all you need to do these days is uh, put something out on TikTok and the world will try it. You could open up a container of uh, Clorox and uh, just have water in it and pour it into a glass and say, hey, the latest TikTok challenge. And then you drink the water. And then by the time you're done with that video, thousands of people have tried it. And I mean, if you tried to explain this to 10-year-old Eric back in 19... Uh, uh, 80 that this was the way of the world I'd think you were a madman but that's all you need to do these days is to go viral is to do something that could possibly kill you or others and everyone is going to do it and TikTok is largely responsible for it that's another thing that I would abolish if I was president Uh, what did I say today I would abolish the American flag um I would make it so everyone has to get an abortion. If you get pregnant, you can't have the baby. You have to abort your first baby. Uh, so no American flag. You must take part in abortion. And uh, what else? Oh, all guns must be turned in. And uh, every home in America will be searched to get rid of those guns. There will be a war for that. And TikTok is abolished. So Chef P, Chef Pie, don't know how to say it, started selling it. And then I think others started to sell it. It's actually uh, branded. So if uh, you see here, there you go. The pink sauce. 
There's pictures inside of the container. You get this. You put it on. Look at that. Look at it. Look at this food next to the pink sauce here. It looks like a fried vagina, for God's sake. So, all right. Well, no big deal. They're selling it. Of course they're selling it. However, this is where it gets a little fuzzy. All right. Uh, Chris says Trump tried to shut down TikTok. All the snowflakes melted. Uh, then as the products were circulated and people got their hands in the bottles of the pink sauce, um, people were kind of like, what's up with this? It says there's 444 servings in one bottle. And in this article, it points out, uh, that people are pointing out there's wonky stuff on the label. It says there are 444 servings in one bottle and some of the ingredients are misspelled and there was a noticeable lack of preservatives in them. Let me just tell you this. If you buy a product that touts no pre- no preservatives, throw it away. If there's no preservatives in it, that means it very quickly becomes no longer edible and rotted and turning and a disaster. You need full preservatives. Uh, according to this post, don't feel bad for anyone who bought the pink sauce. Anyone can see the problems. The main binder is supposed to be honey, and it's this watery. It's constantly different shades of pink. Uh, it says here, this is a video that sums it all up. People who ordered it through the mail have found either curdled, gross-smelling sauce or exploded bottles in their mailbox. Please note, there's milk in it, which they didn't reference, which means if it goes through the mail in the in you know hot temperatures, yikes. So I'm anxious to see this video. So I need to share this. Okay. Let's check this out. It's, oops. the hue of the sauce keeps changing every photo every video the sauce color looks different and also she doesn't describe what it actually tastes like i don't know if it is to promote it get people to buy it just to see what it tastes like but she will not describe the taste she says it's because she cannot describe the taste okay hold on back up all the different appearances of it Okay, so this chick's promoting it. We need to talk about pink sauce and why a lot of people are concerned for the people that have bought this sauce from the lady that makes it on TikTok. Because the hue of the sauce keeps changing. Every photo, every video, the sauce color looks different. That one is... And also, she doesn't describe what it actually tastes like. I don't know if it is to promote it, get people to buy it, just to see what it tastes like, but she will not describe the taste. She says it's because she cannot describe the taste. I've been hearing it kind of tastes like ranch, not exactly ranch, but basically ranch now the people have purchased it 
and received it, they're noticing that there's a lot of stuff that's really sketchy with the bottle. The nutrition facts seem to be off. It says there's 444 servings. Some of the ingredients are spelled wrong. The website also just seems so poorly put together. Like, what is this? Why does it say this? <laughs> it's literally like $20 for a bottle. And a lot of people are now worried that this creator is going to be facing lawsuits. The sauce was also arriving in the mail in these bags. They were oh. not like boxed up with bubble wrap. And we're talking about liquid liquid sauce here so obviously some people were receiving them literally exploded it's honestly so sad and a lot of uses of uh, the word literally here really rooting for small businesses but oh, when it comes god. to food you need to be careful with what you're buying and the safety look at that oh my god that is fucked jesus it's another horrible tiktok trend okay um, what type of idiot would, would fall for this? I wish the TikTok nonsense ended there, but there's more problems with TikTok. Forgot what this is called. The pass out challenge. I think I've talked about this. Oh, the blackout challenge. We've we've focused on this before. TikTok, there's videos of people uh, strangling themselves into unconsciousness. Now, I'm not exactly sure uh, the method. When I when that show, um, what was it called? Uh, it was on Netflix, Mind Hunter. They would they would show BTK before they really got in introducing him as a character, and that show uh, ran out of gas. He never did finish it. It pissed me off. They showed BTK with like a rope around his neck, and then he would tie it to like the door, and would just would lean forward, uh, 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 and the, while he's pounding his pud, <laughs> and uh, so. Whatever, some type of uh, erotic asphyxiation. Now, I don't think the kids are doing this for erotic asphyxiation, but I think that that is a challenge on TikTok. Well, so this kid in the UK, uh, Archie Battersby, eh, you know, he, he tried that and uh, tried that in April, and, and, and Archie's been in a coma since, and they're getting ready to take the poor kid off life support. Uh, he'll be dead. He might be dead right now. It's all in. It was all in the courts about whether or not they can, they can take the kid because the mom and dad are like, well, he's gonna die. We're, we want to take him off life support. And they're like, no, you can. And they're like, fuck you. We y yes, we can. Fucking ridiculous. How sad is this? Uh, mom walked into his bedroom. The kid's unconscious. He's got TikTok open for the blackout challenge. He's got like a rope around his neck. Holy shit. How much more can we take? This is fucking terrible. The blackout challenge, also known as the choking challenge. One of the latest in a series of dangerous trends on TikTok. Challenge has already resulted in the deaths of eight-year-old. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, both the girls were uh, avid TikTok users. Um, all right. I got to, I got to reach out to Madison. She's my youngest. 
I don't even know if this is going to work. She might be at work. You notice I have never said where she works, and you know why. Hey, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm hey, good, how are you? I'm podcasting. I know. Uh, because I, I sound like I'm podcast dad. Yeah, your tone is different. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, do you know of any, have you tried any TikTok challenges that are dangerous? No, I'm not stupid. Thank you. I'm so glad you say that. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? You sound like your mom, like you're, uh, there's all sorts of noise. No, I'm laying in Emma's house cause I'm we'll taking sit, care of her dog. Well, sit still, sit still. It's all noisy. I'm just sitting in the room. Okay. So have you heard about the black? Have you have you heard about the? Have you heard about the? Shh! Quit talking when I'm talking. Sorry. Have you heard about the blackout challenge? No. No, you don't know that one. No. Yeah, you uh, you okay? You tie a rope around your neck, and then you choke yourself until oh, you. Oh, it's like the, it's the choking game. Yeah. How about that one? I learned about that in like middle school. Did you do it? No, they had to. I had to learn about it in class. Okay, hang on, hang on a second. Wait a minute. Did you say you you learned it in class? Yeah, we had not like how to play it, but like why it's bad and like what the appeal is, and to stay away from it. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, do you know anyone who's ever done any of these dumb things? Um, no, not like the choking game, but like stupid boys. I went to high school with do like stupid stuff on social media. Are you aware of what the pink sauce is? No. All right. It's another TikTok trend. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be a condiment. It's stupid. I've heard of like the cinnamon challenge and yeah, that one's bad. Uh, so has anybody honked at you or given you the finger since you put the abortion bumper sticker on your car? No. You do realize we are surrounded by morons. <laughs> I know. They're not going to do anything. Crazy people usually driving pickup trucks with flagpole holders in the back. Might. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I've driven by so many, and they don't do anything. They just drive by me. Sometimes they look at me, but like I don't do anything to them. Okay. All right. Uh, you still uh, uh, reveling in your big Machine Gun Kelly concert the other day? Oh my god, I love him so much. Does he actually play the guitar, or just does he stand there with it strapped around? Because I he doesn't strike me as someone who wouldn't even no, know. He plays the guitar. He plays the guitar. Yeah. All right. I, I still have never heard his music. I, I need to make a point. It might be great. I don't know. I don't think you'd like it. No? No. Is it is it rap? His old stuff is. And then he like had a genre switch. Now he's more like pop, punk, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Isn't he like 14 years old? He's 32. He's 32? Yeah. Oh my God. He looks like a <laughs> he looks like a child. I know. He has a child too. Uh, who does he have the child well. with? Who who who's the mother of the child? I don't remember. You can look her up. She's also famous. Uh she's cute. She, she's got a twelve year old daughter. She's adorable. 
Did you ever see that film called The Birdcage? Bird Box? Uh, that's it. Bird Box. Yeah, it's called, he's in there. It's called Bird, in movie. Bird Box? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It was horrible. Yeah, it's not that good. But she's in it. You know what else Machine Gun Kelly's in? The movie on Netflix about Motley Crue, The Dirt. He plays Tommy Lee, the oh, drummer. Oh, God. Gross. That, <laughs> it bothers me that you watch that. <laughs> it's good. All right. Um, anything else bubbling under that we need to know about? No. Okay. I love you. Have a nice I love day. You too. Okay. Bye. Avoid the pink sauce. Okay. Bye. Yes, bye. I'm telling you, she's a talent. She's an absolute talent. So much fun. Ah. Chris loved it when she said, oh, my God, I love him so much. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So that's it. That's what's going on with these lunatics on TikTok. It's very, very sad that Archie Battersby, he's, he's never going to come out of it. And the mom is like, oh, God. What a nightmare. Uh, all right. Let's see. Where am I here? How long have I been doing this? Not long enough. Uh, sinkholes are opening up. Again, this is uh, my theory that the earth is starting to take it, take the planet back. Mother nature is starting to take the planet back. Oops. Um, what with fires and high temperatures and, this is rapidly spiraling out of control. Uh, I am finding that morons who, and I used to do this, say that um, climate change doesn't exist and that it's a hoax. You're in the same boat that I was in. You're too scared to actually admit that this is legit and you just want to uh, belittle it to convince yourself or at least outwardly act like, like this isn't real. And it is. We'll be dead before you know it um, or at, la at least greatly compromised. Like I said, we'll end up invading Canada. We will go and get the land. We've done that before. We'll do it again. If it comes to life or death, we'll do that. Just to buy a few more precious years. Well, another example of how Mother Nature is taking it back. Tourist falls into boiling pit of water after sinkhole opens up under her feet. This is one of two sinkhole stories. This is terrible. I mean, look at this place. It is as normal as any place you'd be walking down the sidewalk. And then this, this, it just opens up underneath her and she falls down into hell. Holy shit. My God. She's like a senior citizen. This happened somewhere in New Zealand, but it could have been anywhere fell after the ground opened up beneath her feet. 
This was some type of tourist destination where it all happened. Video uh, released shows the steam rising up from it. So it's it's boiling. The water's bubbling. And it's only like a couple meters deep. So we're looking, you know, six, seven feet down. But still, uh, though just that far of a fall, it's scalding hot water as this woman is, is walking and then she just falls off. Oh, my God. She was seriously hurt. Another dude. Uh, had minor injuries, and then that's it. This is incredible that this is actually happening more and more. And if you think that's bad, I just got this one today too. Uh, This one happened in Santiago. Is that Chile? I guess I don't know. Santiago. Somewhere in South America, I guess. I knew it, and then I forgot. And I have video to show you. And first of all, look at this still image. Okay? It looks fake. It looks like just a horrible Photoshop job. I guess there's a mine below the ground here. Yeah, it is in Chile. Giant sinkhole just... Oh, look at that thing. Now, you might think that that's something, but wait until you see this video, okay? This is creepy as shit. And there's no sound to it, but this will give you some perspective. Look at that! That's a sinkhole! What? Come on. My gosh. That is insanity. Look at this thing. Look at the scope of this. I don't know why they don't just look at. Oh, my God. I can't get enough of this. This is creepy as shit. That's the type of thing where you you see some Star Wars character come flying out of it. That, that's some amazing perspective, too. Or, or, or like Hellboy comes, you know, crawling out. Wow. Um, Jesus. So all these buildings around here, they're, they're like people. If there's anyone there, they're like, we're next. We got to get the hell out of here. That is just ridiculous. Um. A little bit more about it. So there's a mine underneath it. Considerable distance. That goes down 656 feet down. So roughly a 65-story building down into the ground. That's how deep the hole is. They said there's water at the bottom of it. Uh, And that hole is uh, like 85 feet wide. It looked bigger than that. They said, for perspective, it's wider than the White House. The surface, uh, the the uh, sinkhole has remained stable since detection. Detection, my God. Wow. Just another example of Mother Nature taking it back. Taking it back. All that I've been given. Uh, Chris says, damn, that is terrifying. 
Yeah, darn, you're darn right. They they freak freak you out. Shit. All right. That is the time that I have for you. I appreciate you guys so much. I'm going to call it a day. Okay? You know what I got to do today? It's bad. I have to get fitted for my tuxedo for my daughter's wedding. Oh, God. It's not so much that I'm getting fitted for my tuxedo is the problem. It's the fact that it's for my daughter's wedding. It's just it's just so, I don't know, man. Like when my son got married, I wasn't like, eh, oh, no, I'm so sad. I was like, good. It's about fucking time. With my daughter, it's different. It's just way different. Okay, time out on the field during Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Quick shout out to Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. An amazing place, an amazing business when it comes to servicing your AC and your furnace, but nobody's talking about the furnace right now. Unless if you're installing a new one. Anyway, uh, if something goes wrong with the AC, get a hold of Joe, 616-516-8579. If you have to, absolutely have to make an after-hour service call, He's going to bend you over the pinata uh, just for waking him up. But he'll get your AC on if you can't wait till the next day. He'll also install a brand new AC for you if that's what you want. 616-516-8579. Call today. Another great business that powers the EZ show. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Number one for a reason. ER Vines, ervines.com. Don't just take my word for it. Go to the website and check out all the amazing Google reviews that they have received from their amazing customers. And I am a customer. Reach out to my friends at Irvine, 616-532-6600. All the expertise that uh, they need right at their fingertips to take care of any vehicle on the road today. Now, they also have... Uh, uh, loaner cars so that you're not in the lurch trying to get to and from work. That's all set up for you. Irvines.com, early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, all perfect for you. Irvines.com, thank you. Okay, back to more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Patreon bonus. Here we are. We meet again. My God, if I say it's starting at 11.59, it won't start. At, it's always late, and it's embarrassing because I'm seated here. I've got, there are a lot of steps to do what it's supposed to do, and I know all those steps like the back of my hand. I do. I forgot one, and I'm like, uh Fuck, here we go. And all I, and, and, and in my brain, you know, like you can see in your mind's eye. I like to talk about the mind's eye a lot. I can see letters and they are A-R-A-M. Fucking Aram tapping his foot. Come on. Time to go. What What's up? I know, I know, I know. It's, it's like, um. It's kind of like uh, a concert, you know, 
when he was alive, you go see Tom Petty. I would just still can't believe that guy's dead. And, uh, you know, that says here 8 o'clock. He's supposed to start. Yeah, he usually goes on about 8.20. Fashionably late. Let people get in. Gather around. Uh-huh. But welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I just picked a fight on Facebook. Um, making fun of the morons who support the guy in Michigan who was running for governor named Ryan Kelly. And, I mean, we all know, and they all knew, that they had no chance in hell to compete against a GOP hot chick who President Trump said, yeah, you got to vote for her. You know, this is, you have no shot. And um, so, Tudor Dixon wins the election. Today, the ads are already out um, uh, with using her words from interviews saying there's no exceptions. All abortions should be illegal. I mean, she has a hard and uh, fast stance, and she's not, and I give her credit, she's not uh, mincing words. Uh, No exception. If a 10-year-old girl is raped uh, and gets pregnant, no, nope, she must have that baby. That is what, those are her opinions on the matter. So, okay. And she's willing to stand up and fight for that. Now, I don't think she's going to win. God, I hope not. I mean, that's fucking sick. If you think about it, that is some sick, sick shit. Um, you know, I mean, if you have a, uh, I, I, I always put the question in front of people. So if this were your child, you would look your 10 year old little girl in the face and say, yes, I know the bad man hurt you, but you're going to have a baby and it's, 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 it's the bad man's baby. Ah, what a, what a horrible sequence. What a, what a thing to say. What a landmine to fall on. If you're Dixon, you don't commit to that that's how elections are lost you kick that can down the road you, you know you uh you misdirect you, you say anything you don't just own it and say yep she's gonna have a baby what a fucking moron so the election's already over there's no way she's gonna win on that alone okay that is bullshit what a terrible thing to say. What a horrible, horrible thing to say. But now the uh, fight. Oops. Time out. I just see breaking news from Maureen. Thank you, Maureen. Brittany Griner gets nine years in Russian prison. Oh, fuck. I think I would be shocked if, well, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, here we are. Uh, sending arms to Ukraine on a regular basis. Uh, they are probably like, no, we're not going to take a prisoner swap. You can keep your uh, merchant of death. I don't think the Russians are interested. I think uh, this is not good. I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm. Don't forget, this is Russia 
they hate America and we're destroying, we're helping the Ukrainians destroy their military. You know, I still can't, excuse me, and I can completely digressing, but that's how it goes. Um, the, how can you be in a foreign land that is not friendly to the U.S. playing basketball and you stand out like a sore thumb, you're uh, gigantic, you're like six foot eight and a, and a lady, black, in Russia, going to the airport with weed right when the U.S. is committing to giving the Ukrainians all of our weaponry to kill Russians. They were probably like, can you believe this? Can you believe this stupid idiot walking through our airport with weed? Oh, my God. What a dipshit. No, she doesn't deserve nine years. She should be back here in the U.S. But there is no way in hell the Russians are going to let her go. No way. I wouldn't. Would you? If the if everything was reversed and you were them, you wouldn't know. I would uh I would do I would like torture her and put it on video and send it back to America and say this is what we're doing with her. I mean think about that. I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying they should, but I well, no, I kinda am. I mean, if it's if I'm them. Or if we're here in the U.S. and it's a Russian hockey player who does the same thing. Well, hell, I, I, you know, we don't think that way in the U.S. because there actually were plenty of Russian hockey players here when Russia started to blow up uh, Ukraine that we were like, ah, whatever. But, you know, Ovi can put the biscuit in the basket. So it's cool. Okay. Where was I? So this dude, Ryan Kelly, he, this is the guy who uh, on January 6th ran into the Capitol saying, come on, let's get them. They can't stop us. He's a, he's an insurrectionist. Okay. He was there. He was, I think, um, in in the uh, an area near where I live, I think he was like a, a county commissioner, a city commissioner, or something like that for Allendale. Uh, uh, Sarah's neck of the woods. Sarah probably loves this guy. She, if she wasn't married to the hunky Brad, Sarah would probably blow Ryan Kelly. I think she might. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but Kelly is lives like just down the road from her. This asshole uh, raids Capitol, all that shit goes down, gets gets arrested. Federal authorities raid his house, and he's like, he actually gets a spike in popularity because of that. That was actually a good thing that happened to him, you know? And, uh, you know, it's between him and Tudor Dixon and Garrett Saldano. Sarah, Sarah says, no, no, no. And uh, Kevin Rinky and some other guy. The other guy finished fifth. No one's heard of him. Well, Dixon beats the shit out of everybody. In fact, number two and number three, two was Rinky. Three was Saldano. She beat, she had more votes than those two combined. And 
Kelly was fourth. He got the fuck kicked out of him. The next day, they have a big, let's unite the, uh, the, the GOP luncheon. Ryan Kelly's not there because he's too busy on Facebook making posts claiming the election is rigged. Quote, looks like the testing was not testing after all. It was a release of their preferred and predetermined outcome. I am not conceding. Let's see the GOP and the predetermined winner call for a publicly supervised hand recount to uphold election integrity. (laughs) He is saying, let's see the predetermined winner, which is not. It was voted on by the people that Tudor Dixon would win. He wants her to call for a hand recount to uphold. Now, if I'm Tudor Dixon, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do? I already won. I don't. You wouldn't do that if you won, you asshole. And then the people here that comment on his post. Wow. I'm paraphrasing, but there's one moment where someone said, look, you can't demand a hand recount when you lose lose by 25. And some dumb slut follower of his says, you can too. 25 is not a lot of loads, uh, votes that he lost by. Loads. Not a lot of votes that he lost by. And the dude's like, no, no, no. 25%. He lost by 250 thousand votes you stupid twat oh my god so this guy did horribly absolutely horribly talk about laying an egg ryan kelly did just that uh all right let me see here no, I got it wrong. Um, for the, it went, yeah, it, did, it went Dixon, Rinky, Soldano, Kelly. Dixon got 434,000 votes. Ryan Kelly got 165,000. So under 200,000 votes, about 170,000 votes. Uh, he lost by, right? No, more than that. 165, 265. No, I was right the first time. I need to know the exact number because I'm, that's my brain. She had 434,000 votes. Oh, wait a minute. 434, 673. Subtract the ones Ryan had, 165,016. She won by 269,657 votes. He got 15 poor, 15.4% of all votes cast in Michigan. Dixon got 40.6, which, as I indicated, is uh, more than Rinky and Soldano combined. She beat the shit out of everybody. Roared to victory. Now, make a mistake. She's an asshole, too. So... Since he is now perpetuating this myth that somehow the election is rigged, 
And see, I want in that fight. I want in that fight. So, of course, your old pal Eric Zane on Facebook, and I uh, posted it at him, at Ryan D. Kelly for 50th governor of Michigan, finishes fourth out of five, claims election rigged, brainwashed losers take bait, and then a link to this shithead's post. All right, what do we got here? Take a look at the comments. I had them and then I lost them. What am I doing? I see Kyle from Dumpster Divers is involved. I don't know what that means. Kelly says, easy to claim this now. Now there will be... It will never be legitimate elections unless it is them coming out on top. What a crazy notion that people wouldn't want these egotistical asshats in power. Kristen says, you're suddenly a political news reporter. All right. Nathan, my thoughts. Jimmy says, sounds, my son says, sounds like you're just upset. Aram writes, Jim jumps into the ring and stings with an elbow. Hell yeah. You did not tag the right Ryan Kelly. I fixed it. He lost because he's a crook. You're suddenly a political news reporter. What do you want me to say to that, Kristen? I mean, Jesus. Nah, just like rubbing your faces in it. Take the L. Kristen Cox. This is what is on her uh, Facebook. She doesn't like that I'm reporting that Ryan got the fuck beat out of him. Look at this family. Actually, they, they look pretty normal. Except for the dude with the beard. He looks kind of fucked up. So there you go. Uh, that should keep a lot of people busy for the day. So go there and, and uh, lay waste on these assholes. Kevin writes... We all know it was you feckless, crooked liberals crossing party lines and meddling in this election, which caused the weakest candidate to win. So he's not entirely wrong. Open primaries can be vicious. Scoreboard. I love fighting so much. Have you noticed that about me? Oh my God. Fighting makes me so happy. I love to fight. God, it's just something. I don't like fighting with Diana, but I, I, I think I, I am. Uh, wasn't there a scene in one of the star Wars movies where um, the old guy, the, the, I don't know what they call him. Lord Voldemort. 
uh, the guy with the wrinkly face, and he's in the Senate, and he sticks out his hands, and lightning comes out of his out of his fingertips. What the fuck is that guy's name? Darth Vader. When Darth Vader says, "Feel the dark side, embrace," he says some shit or whatever. He's constantly talking to him to to tell. Uh, Anakin to oh embrace it or whatever the hell it is that's that's me I, I I love that it makes me so happy God that sounds weird clearly I'm fucked up Darth Sidious Palpatine Chris says yes Lord Baltimore hey Tyler I see you're there okay we need an update you may have given uh, an update already to the group. But um, what's happening in your life? Can I call you? Because this group wants to know, can I actually call you on the podcast? That is like the most exciting news of the week. I'm assuming since you're here, uh, everything is normal. Can I maybe uh, reach out to you and get, I mean, or you can just sidestep it. I don't know. I'm just going to call. I don't care. I can't wait. I got to figure this out. I got to know what's happening. I've got FOMO. Fear of missing out. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hello? I'm sure. How do you guys not know what this is all about? I'm just assuming everything's fine because you're here in the chat. So he did give me the huge treatment. Uh, Maureen has uh, revealed what is up and uh that's okay your call has been forwarded. tyler can't uh join us they had a baby boy so i'm assuming everything is fine well that i hope i'm pretty sure is what's up so very very cool love you hope you're doing all right hope mom is fine oh my gosh absolutely spectacular uh okay there we go more on this election thing with uh dixon now uh, this maniac leading the GOP. And if you are the scumbags who follow this piece of shit, Ryan Kelly, do you now vote for her? Because that's your party. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you have to, right? Uh, I want to show you something else that's spectacular about this election. And that's all you do these days because, and this is all Trump's fault because of the shit that Trump pulled when Biden beat the shit out of him. Um, now, if your candidate doesn't win that your candidate is just going to announce, Hey, uh, yeah, it was rigged. Now I didn't see Peter Meyer doing that. Uh, Peter Meyer is this, though he's, he's a, He's a Republican. He's still very, very smart. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you, you would think that, it, and that was a very, very close election when Gibbs beat Meyer for the um, uh, seat in Congress. He didn't do shit. He didn't say anything about that. But Rinky, not Rinky, uh, Kelly gets the shit kicked out of him. Okay, look at this map. This map is great. Uh, oh, shit. Fuck me. Son of a bitch. Okay. Everything pink. These are states that Dixon won. The red states that uh, Rinky won. Look at that. What an ass kicking. It's also uh, interesting that the county that, um, what do you call it? Uh, Kelly lives in, that's Ottawa County. That's our county, this county right here. If you take a look and click on it, I love this map, by the way. Here you go at the top. Dixon got 21,000 votes. Saldano got 14,000. Rinky, 9,000. He came in fourth place in his own county. Wow. Something else interesting. The three counties that voted for Rinky, uh, Luce County, that's way the, look at the, look at the uh, population that voted there. A whole, you saw how big of a space that is in that county. All of this land, and there's only this many voters. Look at, Rinky got 353 votes, 270, look at how low. That is, okay, now not a lot of people live there, but still. I don't, I, I'm, the population's got to be higher than that, right? Holy shit. This is Crawford County. This is where Fear Bunker North is. Look at how small the number is of votes. Jesus. So that's that. Back to the Facebook post. On my Facebook page. Comments aren't really taking off like I'd want them to. This one might only be a flash in the pan, but I love hearing what these idiots say. Uh, Let's see. I wrote scoreboard. It doesn't seem like there's too much more to this yet. Apparently, I tagged the wrong Ryan Kelly. I think I tagged an actor. All right. Awesome. He just looks like a dick, by the way. Fuck this guy. I'm so glad he's out. He was humiliated. What an ass kicking. Humiliated in the... uh, He was was rigged. It was predetermined. What? She's better than you. She's better looking. Uh, Trump wants to grab her by the pee. You got no shot, you dumb shit. Holy fuck. Gibbs was Trump endorsed also. Trumpsters ruled this primary. Yeah, true, but Gibbs didn't win by that much. Wow. 
Okay. Ah, something funny I want to play for you. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies were getting their asses kicked by the Atlanta Braves. The announcers are having a conversation. One of the announcers used to be a bat boy for the Phillies. He's talking about when he was a young boy as a bat boy. The legendary Pete Rose was on the team. And this announcer recalls a moment in time, uh, a little factoid about Pete Rose's baseball bats that he would use. They were very specific. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a uh, a bat that was manufactured in, ja- in Japan, the Mizuno bat, when I was bat boy for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. Interesting. <laughs> Nothing better because you know the other guy is like, oh no, did you really just say that? Pete Rose and he doesn't say anything. Used to use a uh, a bat that was manufactured in, ja- in Japan, the Mizuno bat, when I was bat boying for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. Yeah, he should have said. The other guy should have said, "Oh yeah, pretty stiff." Was it rigid? Did it have a uh, what? What about the head of the bat? Did it um, did it appear bulbous? You know, I mean that would, um, and you'd probably be fired, but you shouldn't be. That's awesome, excellent work. The guy who said, "Oh really?" His name's Tom McCarthy, and I used to work with him in uh, when I worked in Trenton, New Jersey. And uh, he was in the same building at the time. And now he's uh, the TV voice of the Philadelphia Phillies. Very, very funny. Uh, All right. Uh, I got a lot of great feedback on the parody song yesterday. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're an asshole. He's a creep. Um, Yeah, I worked hard on that one. Thanks so much. I'm glad you guys liked it. It uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, uh, notes and things and uh, lots of ideas about future songs too. Okay, I want to get into Alex Jones. This was nuts. So Jones, Alex Jones, a little bit of background. After Sandy Hook, he spent considerable time on a show uh, saying that all of the act, all the people that were killed were just actors. This actually didn't happen. It was a a scripted event for, uh, they call it a false flag, I guess. And um, that's obviously ludicrous. Well, um, a lot of the audience that listened to his show were seeking out uh, family members of victims and um, harassing them with uh, Jones sounding this dog whistle. This is not that different than like the people who attacked the Capitol. It's that type of brain power that were much worse, but that type of brain power and scenario that we're dealing with here. Another uh, example of the weird times that we that we live in. This is years ago. Well, a couple of family members sued him and um, for damages, and well. 
It turns out that it ended up going to trial and he didn't like show up for the trial or something like that, if I remember correctly. And the judge ruled in the favor of the plaintiffs because like uh, Jones wasn't even cooperating in any way, shape or form. And everything was difficult and he was held in contempt and, and all sorts of crazy shit's gone down. Well, right now, as we speak, they're having a, uh, a, a hearing to determine it's the penalty phase to determine how much money he is going to give these people. He's being sued for $150 million. Um, it's just ridiculous to think that he would, I mean, go that way. I mean, I understand embellishing and being an idiot doing during a show. I mean, I do it every single day. Um, and, but I, I can't even, this is just, he's so serious when he does it and he convinces people of, uh, uh, of these things. And, and there are a lot of very, very twisted, warped people in the world who believe that shit. Um, so in this, uh, courtroom scenario one of the things they're talking about is uh is they're they're they got him to lie on the stand twice uh, in what i'm about to play for you and uh it has to do with the attorney for jones somehow presented all of the text conversations jones had been having on his phone with others to the plaintiff and that was a mistake but they have all of this documentation and proof about his talking about sandy hook and prior to that in a deposition with hand on the bible uh threat of perjury if you're caught lying he said no no i had never sent any texts in the last in a certain amount of time about sandy hook in any way shape or form i had never done that well this trove of data that was sent to the attorneys for the plaintiffs indicates otherwise. So, and in this whole setting, he had been busted lying twice and they're, they're using uh, audio and video from his show to show, um, uh, all sorts of horrible things of him talking out of both sides of his, of his mouth. Um, and let's see here. Let me just play how this unfolded on the stand for, uh, for Alex Jones. I might have an ad here, so it's going to screw me up, and I don't want to do that, but I still want to get to this. So, uh, That's an ad. I don't like ads. Oh, boy. Okay, this is a long ad. Anyway, uh, in these clips, they will spell all of this out for you as to how this unfolded in the courtroom, and uh, it's just fucked, okay? This is, this is gut-wrenching because they show, like, pics of the poor kid who got shot and the grieving mother but really really terrible stuff facing reality questioned by the lawyer representing parents of six-year-old sandy hook victim jesse lewis you and your company want the world to believe that this judge is rigging this court proceeding to make sure that a script a literal script is being followed that's what you want the world to believe right i like how this asshole is chewing gum in the courtroom what a fucking idiot aren't i barred from talking about this 
I'm asking you the question, Mr. Jones. Answer the way the court works is you answer a question until there's an objection. The way court works? Jones struggling to answer without being contradicted by either his own words or those being said by others on his behalf. Just last Friday, Robert Barnes filled in for Jones on his Infowar show. So that's why the judge is rigging the court proceeding to make sure that the script, and this is literally a script, a script gets told in a certain way for future audiences. Jones's cross-examination follows wow. withering testimony. I like how I like how they play that clip of this and the courtroom and the jury and the judge are sitting there and they're like, oh really? Is that what is that what you're telling the world? Scarlett Lewis, Jesse's mother. She faced down Jones, the man who told and fanned lies that the mass murder at Sandy Hook never happened, her son Jesse never existed, and his mother merely an actress. Wow. To have someone on top of that perpetuate a lie, a lie, that it was a hoax, that it didn't happen, that it was a false flag, that I'm an actress. Then you get on and you say, oh, sorry, but I know actresses when I see them. Do you think I'm an actress? Oh. Wow. No, I don't think you're an actress. No, you can't talk right now. Jones, under pressure, found liable in three separate defamation lawsuits brought by the families of 10 victims of the Sandy Hook massacre. The jury for this case determining how much Jones must pay for his lies. Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. The parents' lawyer establishing Jones made hundreds of millions of dollars over several years based on text messages from his phone, evidence Jones didn't realize they had, catching him in another lie. Twelve days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected it. When informed. And then they show, like, Jones's lawyer, who, my God, his asshole must have been so tight at that moment. He's, look at him. He's just sitting there like, oh, God. Holy shit. Absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. Look at that guy. In any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave... Perry Mason uh, moment. Jones that, 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 that's, kind of, that's like fucking... Yep. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Yes, that's, that's Andrea. Holy shit, it's all about phone calls earlier in a deposition that he searched the text messages on his phone for the term Sandy Hook and it came back with okay. no hits. And I had several several different phones with this number but I did, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have My lawyer sent it to you but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones, <laughs> Mr. Jones that? just answer questions. <laughs> the judge. Jones he goes, okay. It's actually pretty funny. On his show, he's only asking questions, and the mainstream media is taking everything he says out of context. <sighs> this guy. Fuck. Jesus. Um, 
There's a little bit more to this that I wanted to get into. Do you know what perjury is? Alex Jones lawyers apparently forwarded his damning text to opposing counsel. More on that. Jones testified Wednesday that he believes the 2012 massacre that left uh, the uh, 20 kids, six school staffers dead is 100% real. So now he's completely changed his tune. $800,000 a day. That's how much money that uh, InfoWars was making at times in 2018. They're trying to establish the $150 million penalty is appropriate. Uh, Bankston also, the uh, attorney for the plaintiffs, Bankston accused Jones of taking an unscrupulous approach to the trial, playing a video of an InfoWars broadcast in which Jones says those in the jury pool don't know what planet they're on. So they're playing clips of him attacking the jury that's going to decide how much money he's going to pay them. The House January 6th committee is forming a request to get a hold of Jones's text messages, according to Rolling Stone, citing sources with knowledge of the committee's actions to see what he had to do with this. What an absolute shit show. Man, I when this guy dies, holy shit, I'll have a party. What an ugly, ugly human being. So terrible. Man, absolutely ridiculous. Horrible. Okay, a break in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A word for the Kent County Health Department. A group of people working tirelessly to help improve the lives of people in Kent County, Michigan. Now, you can take a lot of what I'm telling you and apply it I'm sure to whatever community you live in, except for maybe Ottawa County because they suck. But anyway, Kent County Health Department, awesome. If you need information on the WIC program, reach out to the Kent County Health Department. You know, I shouldn't say that about Ottawa because the uh, health director there is awesome. That's the one that the crazy bastards on the commission are trying to do away with because... She's not brainwashed like those kooks. But anyway, uh, if you need any information on the WIC program, helping keep food on the table, reach out to the Kent County Health Department at 616-632-7200 or go to their website, accesskent.com slash health. If you qualify, you can utilize the WIC program for as long as you need to. As long as you qualify. Okay. All right. Moving on. Berlin Raceway. Love Berlin Raceway. Buy tickets at berlinraceway.com. So Margarita Night in the books, or Beach Night, as they called it. Uh, Back at it this coming weekend, 4th of July celebration. Now, it doesn't say there's fireworks, but I would be shocked if there's not fireworks. Now, uh, this is on the 1st of July. Saturday, 6.30 start. Seniors, military, and veterans are free. That's awesome. Everybody else, 
14 bucks when you buy online at berlinraceway.com. 15 and under free. Parking free. Oh my gosh. Bring in a cooler with all of your food from home. If you want to do it on the budget deal. A lot of people do that. That's awesome. Bring all your soft drinks. No booze. No glass. That's it. Berlinraceway.com. And I will be seeing you in the coming weeks. Um, God, God, I don't have it written down in front of me, but I, I can get it. Hang on. Let's see. I am at Berlin on the 15th for the Super Modifieds. 15th of July, I will be there. Can't wait to hang out. Okay, rolling on. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome into the Patreon bonus podcast. Hello to you all. Diana is back from time away. Lord, I get so lonely. She uh, went on a little excursion with Mimi. They're back. That's awesome. And so here she is. So happy. My God. Some television to talk about. I can honestly say that I think the best villain that I've ever seen on a television show is Lalo Salamanca. Uh, In the Better Call Saul Breaking Bad universe, nothing better than a Vince Gilligan, who is the creator of those shows, villain. Oh, my God. Now, There's like five episodes left of Better Call Saul. I spoil nothing. All I'm going to tell you is uh, I have them like recorded. It might even be over now. I don't even know. I think, I don't think so. I would have heard about it. But all I want to happen is there to be no limping to the finish line. And first episode of the back half It's like two seasons split up. So the second half started the other day. Well, actually a few weeks ago, but I just started watching it because it was saved. And that first episode, oh my God, white knuckle ride from beginning to end. Awesome. Nothing, no lulls to make me go, oh fuck, here we go. You know, like the old um, uh, uh, Ozark bunch of shit that that was. I just want them to keep the car on the road. Thank, that's all I'm hoping for. So far, so good. You know? I also, over the weekend, watched the documentary Trainwreck about Woodstock 99. We talked about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And um, <clears throat> I guess the documentary came out HBO like a year ago. But Trainwreck is... Uh, I, n- I never did see that one, but um, the one from a year ago. But so uh, this one is it features all of the um, things that went wrong with this music festival in Rome, New York. When I started it, I didn't even know that there was a Woodstock 94. I remember Woodstock 99. I remember shit getting all messed up. This is why it got messed up. <clears throat> 
Oh. Just watching it, the uh, three days that I uh, that it that it went on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the the feeling of desperation that those kids and all the people that were watching the concert, they were basically like held hostage, and just so many screwed up things. Not to mention it was like a hundred degrees there, and they do the damn thing on a uh, former Air Force base, which I didn't know. I'd forgotten about that. It's a giant, it's a, it's concrete. No trees for shade. And so you, you got to hide from the sun. There's no shade anywhere. And they didn't do a good job in having like shaded areas, tents and stuff like that. And then they um, talk about the price gouging. Everybody there is a broke, you know, teenager, early 20s. Nobody has any money. And they they sell the rights for the vendors to go out there and sell their food and water. And people are like five bucks for a water. And this is 1999. And so the kids are getting more and more pissed off. And then um, they talked about how the people who organized it, they had no idea what acts they were getting. It's a lot of very aggressive uh, uh, bands for the time, uh, Limp Biscuit in particular, and <laughs> they come out in front of two hundred fifty thousand people, and they do that song "Break Stuff." Well, then the crowd actually starts breaking stuff. Oh my God! And just the shit that went on there. Um, then the idea that they. Uh, the last band is Red Hot Chili Peppers. They pass out candles, like 100,000 candles for the song. Because it was right after Columbine to kind of like, uh, you know, in memory of type of thing. Stop gun violence. <laughs> they light all these candles and they, the Red Hot Chili Peppers sing under the bridge. Flea is completely nude from the whole time, beginning of the show to the end of their set. They finish, and then the crowd starts taking the candles and all the plastic bottles and starting fires, and so there's all these fires popping up. It looked like a scene um, from, remember like uh, in Lord of the Rings when they, when they light those those towers on fire to, to send the message as a distress signal? That's what it looked like. The way out in the distance, you know, these fires, and Anthony Kiedis, is, he comes back out for the encore, and what does he do? Let me stand next to your fire, singing the old Jimi Hendrix song. And that incites him even more. It was incredible. Holy shit. Uh, I, I have a, like a smile on my face I'm talking about, but in all seriousness, there was like several rapes. It was terrible. Um, chicks would cr- uh, crowd surf, and a lot of these people were taking off their clothes. So these chicks would like are completely naked crowd surfing, and guys are grabbing them and assaulting them. It was really gross. Um, it was just, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff was really terrible. Um, but the fact that the people who put it on, this is their own damn fault because they went cheap on security. They didn't, uh, have the food and stuff affordably priced because they were so greedy. They sold the rights to the vendors and the vendors could gouge. So they were just gouging the shit out of them. By the time this thing was all done, everybody was pissed off. 
There was no accommodations to go to the bathroom, so there's feces flowing through the area. It was just, it was just hideous, um, and just uh, uh, tainted water with feces in the water. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Absolute shit. The guy who put it on, Mike Lang, is the guy who put on the original Woodstock in 1969 when he was like in his early 20s. And uh, he's dead now, but um, my God, this thing was just fucking crazy. And so there's there's been festivals since then um, about the same size. I mean, Lollapalooza, they'll put in uh, 400,000 people through on a weekend, which is what this did. Now, this had like 250,000 at any one time watching the shows, but um, there was like two stages separated by like a mile and a half on this thing. They, they had, they, they're at one stage. They want to go to the other one. They had to walk like a mile and a half across this tarmac. And, oh, God, just sleeping on the cement. The amount of drugs. Oh, God. I hate even even the thought of attending something like this freaks me out. And then, so that's why when Madison was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Electric Forest. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Somebody's going to pick you up like a bowling ball. And then Lollapalooza, the same thing. I'm like, oh, God, please, no, don't, don't be a victim. All right. Worth it. Worth it to watch this thing. Train wreck. Could have been great. Could have been great. They charged 150 bucks a ticket. And by the math that I did, um, by the amount of people that attended that thing, at 150 bucks a pop, uh, in ticket sales alone, they generated six zero sixty million dollars in just tickets. Then they sold the rights to the vendors. Then it was sponsored everywhere, and they had a pay per view event that if you couldn't go, you could sign up for the pay per view, and uh, and so they were charging like fifty nine bucks. And the pay-per-view turned into just people walking around uh, watching chicks take off their tops. It didn't even have anything about with the music. It was just the, the fucking sideshow of that complete disaster that it was. Uh, Metallica performed. Metallica wasn't featured at all in the documentary. Um, the bands that were featured, the, the, the guy, lead singer from Korn, I forget his name, he talked a lot about it. Um, fat boy slim was the DJ at the rave. He talked about how, what happened there. It was a, all sorts of rioting going on. Um, corn was a, was a huge hit. And that was one of the acts that everybody was just starting to lose their shit then. Okay. And, uh, that was their first indication. And this is on the Friday night that they were dealing with an unbelievable force that, could lead to something terrible, and it did. It was really, really bad. I can't believe nobody died in that. Frankly, uh, you know, no one dying makes that a success. As they're burning all of um, anything that would burn after the Red Hot Chili Peppers left the stage and then the real riot starts, uh, Adam says there were deaths. I didn't I didn't know that. Um, they didn't talk about it in the documentary, though. There's uh, like uh, 10, 15 um, semi-trailers lined up, refrigerated cars and things like that, re- or refrigerated trucks and things holding merchandise. They uh, 
lit those on fire and the flammable like propane and shit like that associated with those trucks blew up and so boom boom they're blowing up one after another it and then uh they raided all the vendors and took all their shit lord of the flies man and they described it as after they got done dancing around the fire after they got bored from death this is uh, lala i'm sorry woodstock 99 jason after they got done bored dancing around the fires then they're like let's go destroy everything else within our sight And boy, did they. Afterwards, there's cars flipped. Everything's all burnt out. The stage is, they're like ripping down the stage. This is the next day. It looked like, um, you remember like in the scene, uh, one of the scenes from one of the Terminator movies, whenever they show in the future and and the machines are walking on skulls and shit. It looked like that, except no skulls. Just so much shit. Ugh. It was at a time when rock music uh, was huge. You know, um, you couldn't pull that off now. Lollapalooza acts aren't like the acts that were big back then. Um, nowadays, nobody gives a shit about rock music. Not like they did back then. And this was kind of like the beginning of the end for the entire rock genre. It just kind of all has faded away. Um at least in my opinion. Rage Against the Machine was there. They said that a real problem was at one point the organizers like come out of their office and this the sea of kids is walking towards them screaming, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me from uh, the Rage Against the Machine song. I forget the name of the song. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Oh my God. Jesus. And then... Uh, the state police show up and just start kicking ass on, on all the young people that are there. And then they kind of broke it up. I got a notice from the state of Michigan that I have 20 days to comply or else I will be taken to court and any fees that will be incurred upon this, that, and the other thing, I must respond. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, you go to the mailbox and you, uh, just by glancing, just at, you know, as you see the return address and the font. Okay, so I grab the envelope. It says State of Michigan, from State of Michigan. I kind of, I'm looking through the little window on the envelope, on the envelope, and it says case number, docket number. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is the big one. This is it. At the mailbox, I open it up, read it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What? What? Huh? Going to court? Yes. Who, who's suing me? Who's suing me now? Oh, it's just that. Okay. Super Bowl Sunday, the most recent one in February. Madison uh, crashed her car in an area. It's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. And uh, totaled it. Thank God she wasn't hurt. Of course, you all remember that. Airbag goes off in the car. It's ruined. Car's ruined. Tow company comes and tows it. Uh, I call them next day. They go, yep. Uh, So here's how much the tow costs. Or you can just give us a title. 
I go, why would I give you the title? It's just a wreck. I get the car fixed. She goes, no, you can't. Car that old, this is this is totaled. And she was right. I ended up looking into it, and, and that is true. The car is, in fact, totaled. It did have significant damage, but I thought, ah, whatever. We can get it fixed. But no, you can't because they got to repack the airbags, and it's a huge expense, and it's worth more than the total of the car, thus totaled. You go, okay. Well, all right. Car was a fucking shit box to begin with, so whatever. Just a loss. This is a loss. I go, what do I do now? How do I pay you? They go, well, we're going to sell the car for parts, so we'll get our money out of it. You just got to give us a title. All right. Sounds good. You got it. Title coming your way. Hung up, and I didn't think about it anymore until I went out to the mailbox. And then I'm like, oh. So right then, I'm like, well, fuck. This is over the weekend. So I just got off the phone with these people right now. Uh, or just before this show. And I go, so uh, I explain what's up. She goes, I go, can I just mail it to you? And she goes, yeah, that's probably what you should. I don't know why you, because at first I was like, I'll hand deliver it. I'm like, why would I hand deliver it? You can just fucking mail it. So I don't know why I didn't do it in the first place. Stupid, I guess. So she's like, uh, yeah, just pop it in the mail and off we go. So that'll do it. But at the time I was like, oh, fuck. So I go, so is there any fees? And she goes, no. I go, and this goes away. I don't get any more letters from the state of Michigan. She goes, no, you're all good. So the way these uh, people do this, I don't know if they actually sell the car or they hang on to the car and they have, but that car now, it's going to stay in a lot similar to like, if you ever saw the TV show, uh, Making a Murderer, the Avery Salvage Yard. That's where this 08 Accord is going to go because um, it's worth big money. Somebody's going to need parts off that car, so over the period of the next several years, it'll just sit there in the Avery salvage yard and, hey, I need a, I need a new mirror. Okay, that'll be 250 bucks. We got one here for you. So this car will end up generating probably thousands of dollars as it sits there and rots as a parts car. Uh, Chris says they didn't try any storage fees. I thought they would have. And so I asked specifically, I go, do I owe you any money or anything? And uh, she said, no, no. And I go, well, that's awesome. Back to our previous story. Nick arena. Nick says they're damn lucky rage against the machine. Wasn't on the bill. They were. Woodstock 99 lineup. Okay. First of all, James Brown wouldn't go on stage unless he had an actual briefcase full of cash. And he's literally standing by the side of the stage waiting for the rest of the money. And they said, fuck you. Get up there. He said, nope. And then the band started playing and his fat ass finally got up there. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine happened on Saturday. What a lineup, though. James Brown, Live, Cheryl Crow, Offspring, Corn, Bush, Buck Cherry, Insane Clown Posse, The Roots, George Clinton. 
Rage Against the Machine, Limp Bizkit. Uh, Tragically Hip, Kid Rock. Ice Cube. Dave Matthews Band. Alanis Morissette, Counting Crows. Creed, featuring Doris guitarist Robbie Krieger. Jewel, Elvis Costello. Brian Setzer Orchestra, Willie Nelson, Everlast, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Megadeth, Godsmack, Collective Soul, Seven Dust, Our Lady Peace. Wow. That's a lot. Holy shit. What a great lineup. And 150 bucks a pop. I think that's equivalent to about 289 bucks a ticket now. But that's still, that's a great fucking deal. They could have charged $300 for that show. And they still would have sold it out. All right. So see the documentary train wreck. Yes, I spoiled half of it for you, but it's okay. It's still fucking great. Remember when I, I think I actually started this conversation about it by saying I'm not going to spoil anything. Aram constantly busts me about that. Teresa says the same car title situation happened to me about six months ago. I also forgot to send it. Good to know I'm not the only one. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Okay. The guy who um, helped kill Ahmad Arbery, Travis McMichael. Remember this guy? Oops. You don't see anything. Him. He looks like a pleasant individual right there. Hard to believe he's a racist murderer. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Uh, Convicted of murder with the other two jackasses some time ago. Uh, A little bit more to this. First of all, lost in that case about Ahmaud Arbery is that in this racist Georgia community where it all went down, New Brunswick, Georgia, where Arbery was running down the street And he would get nosy and poke around new construction sites. He didn't take anything. And he was seen on camera walking in, looking, and leaving. And they're like, oh, there's a black guy. Let's go get him. So they, like, uh, ran, uh, uh, followed him in a vehicle. And then they got out. And they had their guns. And then a fight broke out. And then he got shot and killed. And three guys were convicted and will spend the rest of their lives in prison. In fact, just today, the guy I just showed you the picture of, McMichael, uh, he Today, he got uh, life in prison plus 10 years after his federal convictions this year on interference with rights, a hate crime, along with attempted kidnapping and weapon use charges. Now, this is all a foregone conclusion. He already has been found guilty. Um, so the sentencing Monday to life in prison plus 10 years after his federal convictions. Um, so let's see. So I don't know if he had already been sentenced, and then this is an additional sentence. His father, Greg, and their neighbor, uh, William Bryan, are due to be sentenced later today at the same courthouse on convictions of the same federal charges. But before I get into this, you got to remember that when this all happened, for two months, um, the two prosecutors in Glynn County The two prosecutors initially told the cops, do not arrest these men. 
Uh, do not not uh, told them not to make arrests, and the defendants weren't arrested for more than two months. And it was only after the video surfaced of the guys be, of the guy being murdered that anything happened. I can promise you this: this was trying to be swept under the rug. And then when the video surfaced, obviously there's buzz about it, and you remember how it all unfolded. And this was horrible. Uh, finally, the wheels of justice started to turn only when the rest of America was clued in. That's a little scary to think that something as a cold-blooded racist murder would uh, take place and no one even bats an eye until the video is seen by the rest of the world. That is fucking terrible and tragic. Okay, but why am I bringing all this up? Because, you know, we already know that this guy's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, but it was last week. Uh, late last week, uh, this same guy, this Travis McMichael, he had been trying to get his uh, uh, conviction thrown out. Okay? Already sentenced to spend the rest of his life in prison without the opportunity for parole. The gunman who murdered Arbery now wanted to make sure, make to, make sure to serve as much of his time behind bars in federal custody. On Thursday, Travis McMichael lost his bid for an acquittal for violating Arbery's civil rights. That's what he was uh, sentenced to today for that. But at that time, the attorneys were saying to the judge, look, it's important that he stays in federal prison. And the judge is like, why? Why does he have to stay in federal prison? Because in federal prison, he's not going to be exposed to the general population of the prison. Now, what that means, if he's exposed to the general population of the prison, he's going to die. And so his attorney is like, wait a minute. There's a huge number of homicides in Georgia state penitentiaries. He must stay locked up in a federal max unit. How shitty must your life be when the only play you have and you're crossing your fingers is that you're going to be locked up in solitary confinement for the rest of your life. Wow. That's why you shouldn't be a racist bigot. This is why you don't hate black people and minorities because you might end up in this scenario. You should tell that to the folks on the page formerly known as Zaniacs United. We're not racist. We're, hey, he's calling us racist. We're not racist people. Huh? Clip of the day. Clip of the day. Why's he calling us racist? Alright. Um... Numerous death threats. No doubt that the state first arrested and sentenced McMichael. His attorney, Amy Lee Copeland, wrote, uh, estimating that Michael McMichael has received more than 800 death threats as of January 2022 when she says he stopped counting. You know what I say? Fuck you. This is what prison is. This is why they call it prison. His concern is that he will promptly be killed upon delivery to the state prison system. 
for service of that sentence. So? Boy, isn't that weird? He is trying to legally plead for his life some way because he's afraid he'll be killed. Talk about turnabout. How great is this? Citing the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's reporting, the defense brief notes there were 57 murders inside Peach State Department of Corrections facilities in a year. Before the trial, Arbery's family passionately opposed a plea deal that would have allowed both of the McMichaels to serve the first 30 years of their sentences in federal custody. Those plea deals would have come with admissions that their crimes were racially motivated. But Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper, uh, Cooper Jones, called federal incarceration an accommodation that the defendants did not deserve. And I, I have to agree with her. My God. It's hard to believe that someone as hateful and racist as Travis McMichael at one point in time was a beautiful, sweet little bouncing baby boy. Unbelievable. I wonder if they'll talk about this on the Bigot Bunker. Did anybody watch the Bigot Bunker today? I saw that piece of shit Dean going after your old pal Eric Zane a little bit. I think I think we should arrange fist fights. Okay? Between me and various members of that pack. Women included. I will lay down the gauntlet. And in a pay-per-view event, uh, I would fight all uh, formerly known as Zaniac crew members. For charity, of course. I would fight all women and men. I would fight Lisa, Andrea, Kate, punch him right in the baby maker. Uh, Melinda, Melissa, this is my Aria Stark moment. Dean, Mike Pellerito, not Joe. Joe loves me. Uh, Tom from Gun Lake. Jason Schaefer. Who else? Who am I forgetting? Who else needs to get their ass kicked? Uh, Kevin. Kevin and Muskegon. I just give him math problems, though, and then he looks perplexed. I'll just break, him, break his nose. Can't even talk. Pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast to salute the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage setting records in the mortgage industry. Number one in the United States for a reason. No matter where you are in the audience in the United States, wait a minute, that that sounded weird. No matter where you happen to live, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can make your dreams a reality. Get pre-approved through Mario today, 231-332-6505. You will see the red carpet five-star service that has made him number one in the U.S. Fantastic job for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Get your mortgage today, whether it's your first mortgage, you got a million questions, you're thinking you're annoying, but you're not. He's used to it. Whether you've been down the road many times, not your first rodeo when it comes to a mortgage, 
Uh, reach out to Mario today. Or if you've owned your home for a while and you want to get some cash out of it for whatever, home improvement, go on a trip, uh, pay off a hooker or a, a gambling debt, you can do all that. 231-332-6505. Okay, let's keep it going with another segment on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome in, and uh, so it begins. So I need this room upstairs here done. John and Mimi are going to visit, and they need a they need a room. You have till August 27th to get that bedroom finished now technically um hang on technically uh that was part of the what i was gonna i had the flooring done downstairs and then the jacobs boys were gonna do jackie's old room we never did do that so the flooring's just there in a box. Yeah, you need to call them and have them come do that. Yes, ma'am. Call them. So uh, August 20. They're going to be here putting the flooring in. Which means... just So do you know what that means? What? You got to paint. You got to paint the room. Like I'm all, I'm on top of it. I'm, I'm, I'm starting today. And I think I actually might. That's the thing. You just got to dive into that shit. You know, get after it. Whether I do or do not remains to be seen. I'll take it as it comes. I'm trying to get my work done so that, you know, things are, things are taken care of. Check, check, test. Hello. It's not a good sign when it says, can anyone else hear anything? That's, that's concerning to me because that's what the, the issue Chris is having, uh, having, having, but I think everybody else is fine. This might be a Chris problem here. I'm sorry that you're dealing with it. Uh, two episodes in on the final handful of seasons on Better Call Saul. Good to go. Oh, my God. Don't fuck it up. That's all I need. Just don't fuck up what is going down in history as my all-time favorite show. When I watch that, I'm actually like, oh, I know what they're trying to do there. I'm I'm like uh, uh, watching like an informed viewer. This is what the director was trying to do. I'm like a uh, a fucking film teacher. The uh, comment Kevin makes, hard knocks is better. Well, you know I'm going to be watching that. That premiered yesterday at 10 p.m. on HBO featuring uh, my beloved Detroit Lions. And, dude, I'm right there with you. I can't wait to get into that, man. Oh, my God. Uh, from what I'm reading, it was a, a terrific episode to start this season of Hard Knocks. 
following our beautiful Detroit Lions through training camp. I see that our beloved Kenny says Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is better. I think you want to say are better there, but okay. You know, English is hard. Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is better. Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett are better. Ding dong. Eh. Disagree. Disagree. Speaking of that type of nonsense... Uh, There's a local guy by the name of Mark something who's a total dork who puts on the Grand Rapids Comic-Con. Now, Comic-Cons feature uh, insight to some good shows like the San Diego Comic-Con. You know, at one point, Brian Cranston came out in one of those year's events and spoke about the show Breaking Bad. Comic-Cons have evolved to all things pop culture. It's not just uh, idiots who like to dress up in stupid costumes and act like children. Uh, that element of Comic-Cons uh, is, is horrible. It's, it's disgusting to see these people behave like this. I hate it. People who love Comic-Cons and dressing up in these stupid outfits make wrestling fans look like uh, Mensa card holders. It's that bad. I, 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 I just I can't take anybody who uh, does this seriously. And it, it covers the whole gamut. Uh, dressing up like that, uh, collecting dolls and toys and shit and putting them on display. Fuck that. Stupid. I hate it. Uh, Grand Rapids. Let me see. Okay. I got audio. Check. Video. Check. Here you go. Organizers of the Grand Rapids Comic Con today, their spring fling next year will be held in Kalamazoo. It had been held. Okay. You start with guy walking around from file footage with uh, baby Yoda in a backpack. A grown adult walking around with baby Yoda in a backpack. You're starting with that. Okay, this is a, this is a person who probably one day wants to have a family. And let's hope not. The Delta Plex, but of course, that closed for good at the end of July. Organizers say they tried to get DeVos Place and another venue, but they weren't able to accommodate them that weekend. They were able to get the Kalamazoo Expo Center, and they are calling the April event Look a at road this. trip. On top of free parking, organizers say the food options would be better. Zero attractive people go to these, except for maybe like uh, Jackie Green. I think she goes to these stupid things because... She dresses up like a princess, and then people look at her uh, and tell her how hot she is. But frankly, you could be walking around, um, you know, a woman who got mauled by a dog, and you would be attractive to these people. This year as well. Look at this guy. 
they actually have a little of a say in the food service. And- this is this dude, Mark, what's his fake? Uh, that's it, uh, Mark Hodges, um, who does the stupid Zoom with the TV station, backlit horribly. What a dumb shit. In terms of uh, like a couple of food trucks or similar kind of things that we're going to be able to bring in that um, will be make the food a little more of a variety than your usual hot dogs, burgers, soda pop, fries kind of thing. So a reason to go is because this year they've got food trucks. Now, the move to Kalamazoo is just for next year, organizers added. While they had to change their spring event, the November 1 at DeVos Place will still go on as scheduled. The X-Men, the animated series, cast reunion. Wow! And the guys who played Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th franchise. How would you like to be introduced as an actor? as the guy who played Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th. The main attractions. Not his real name. No, no. He's known as the guy who played Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th. Another one we haven't announced yet that's coming, which is going to be really unusual, is... uh, Did you see that face he made? We haven't announced yet that's coming, which is going to be really... Oh, God. Look at him. That's the face he's making unusual is uh, a reunion of the 1942 film Bambi. What? Oh, sign me up. The reunion of the 1942 film Bambi. Uh, two cast members that are still alive. Uh, the guy who played Bambi and the voice and the person who played Thumper. Okay, thanks. Ba- uh, guy who played Bambi and person who played Thumper. Don't even say their names. Are both still with us? A little bit of a scoop there for you. All right, oh, yeah, there you go. You can find more information on both events right now. In all this B-roll, basically the camera people said, okay, you really unattractive people, do something stupid here. Okay? Look at these two heavyweights. Fuck. At woodtv.com. Green Transportation is now hiring. I'm sorry. No. The worst. Uh, if I ever get back on the radio, I can promise you I'm going to have to interview this guy, Mark Hodges, again at some point in time. Uh, Chris says, LOL, there's still two alive. Come see them. There's still two alive. Come see them. Who the fuck wants to do this? Uh, some of those hot cosplay chicks aren't hard to look at, though. You know you're right. Animated series cast reunion? LOL. Yeah, that's the best they can offer. Most Kenny writes most... Hey, <laughs> hey most people don't know the name Kane Hodder, man. I, that's like you're speaking a different language. What is that? Hey, ha, ha, hey, man, it's Jason Voorhees. Well, it would have been nice if this asshole said Kane Hodder is going to be there. And you may not know this, but Kane Hodder, he played and then do it that way. But no, this idiot, you're actually better than Mark Hodges. Mark's like, oh, yeah, we're having the guy who played Jason Voorhees. And you didn't even know that. The only reason why you figured that out is because you searched it like two minutes ago.
So shut up. Even you aren't that pathetic. All right. Football coach Kale Gundy for yet another sports story here. But it doesn't matter because this is a fantastic story that has really nothing to do with sports. Uh, Kale Gundy, some of you uh, sport heads uh, might know the name Gundy. His brother is uh, Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, I got to get that speech. His brother is famous for a rant when he was uh, coaching at Oklahoma State. I don't even know if Gundy is still the coach. Mike Gundy is still the coach at Oklahoma State. Uh, The story that I'm going to get to, the current story, is about his brother, Kale. But I'm going to put that on hold because any opportunity to play the famous Mike Gundy rant is awesome. Any excuse to play this. So I guess at this, the moment that this rant happened like 20 years ago, he was bummed out because one of the sports writers at covering Oklahoma state football, audio check, video check wrote something about one of the players, which, I mean, these are adults playing college football, and occasionally they're going to write something about a player that, uh, hey, I don't like that. But this guy loses his mind in this epic rant. If anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. This was brought to me by a mother of children. I think this is worth reading. He refers to the athlete's... Um, about being uh, being made aware. This was brought to to my attention by a mother of children. He's referring to the mom of the twenty year old athlete, a mother of children. Mother of children. I think this is worth reading. Let me tell you why I'm talking about this article. Three fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. And this article embarrasses me to be involved with athletics tremendously and that article and the guy who wrote it is in the room had to have been written by a person that doesn't have a child and has never had a child that's had their heart broken and come home upset okay now i would expect this if the kids were six or seven or eight. And had to deal with the child when he is upset and kick a person when he's down. There's nothing wrong with kicking a person when they're down. Let me just tell you. Here's all that kid did. He goes to class. He's respectful to the media. He's respectful to the public. And he's a good kid. And he's not a professional athlete, and he doesn't deserve to be kicked when he's down. Now, I'm not even sure what the article said. It was critical of his play, no doubt. 
If you have a child someday, you'll understand how it feels. But you obviously don't have a child. Looking right at him. If your child goes down the street and somebody makes fun of him because he dropped a pass in a pickup game or says he's fat and he comes home crying to his mom, you'd understand. Listen to this. But you haven't had that. But someday you will. And when your child comes home, you'll understand. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. Yeah, but he sucked. So who gives a shit? That's the way it is. Come on. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? I, I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face if I'm the writer of this who's getting screamed at by this maniac. I, 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 I'd be losing my shit laughing at him. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Or our coaches. We're writing about a kid that does everything right, that's hearts broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared? Oh that ain't true! And then to say that we made that decision because Donovan Woods, because he threatened to transfer? That's not true! So get your facts straight. And I hope someday you have a child and somebody be downgrades them and belittles them and you have to look them in the eye and say, you know what? It's okay. They're supposed to be mature adults, but they're really not. Who's the kid here? You. You're the kid, you asshole. Who's the kid here? Are you kidding me? That's all I got to say. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> and then they clap. They clap them out. Oh, God. I love that so much. All right. Uh, video, audio, uncheck. That's Mike Gundy. The Rom says, why would he wish that upon someone else's kid? I thought he was against making fun of kids. I'm a man. I'm 40. Well, all right. Digressing. The brother of that guy is Kale Gundy. And I guess Mike Gundy, the guy we just heard from, is, is still the head coach of Oklahoma State. His brother, Kale, different school, Oklahoma and um, an assistant coach. Uh, younger brother of Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy. Resigned Sunday. Now, we're not sure what he did, but what I'm understanding is he was having a meeting and one of the players was doing something he shouldn't have done 
and uh, doing something on an iPad. And then the coach picked it up and read what it said on the iPad. Now, this is the equivalent of when you're like uh, in school and you write a note to the chick and uh, it says, hey, uh, later on, I'm going to finger bang you. And, you know, that's some sensitive information intended for the guy or, you know, the person who wrote it sees it and the person who's going to receive it is, you know, they're on the same page. It would be terrible if the teacher intercepted the material and then read that aloud. Now, in all cases, a teacher would read the words, uh, but read them to themselves and then, you know, maybe just embarrass the kid about because he's intercepted the note. The kid's like crawling out of his skin. He can't believe it, man. He's, something so terrible happened. A teacher intercepted the finger bang note. Gundy intercepted some communication. I don't think it had to do with finger banging, though. I, I think it had, uh, well, we're not really sure, but in it, it was some uh, text that featured a terrible word. And we don't know what it is, but all signs point to N-word. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, say that the person that was writing uh, or whatever, sending text on the uh, iPad uh, was black. So that's okay then. We all know that. Gundy picked up the iPad and read word. For, he did a Ron Burgundy. He didn't do like the teacher in my hypothetical scenario who picks up the note from us when we were in school. And and uh, the teacher has enough sense. The prefrontal cortex is in effect filtering out the desire to read the finger bang uh, quote to the class. Gundy didn't do that. And he read it, including the nasty word. And now he's out of a job. And he ratted on himself. Kale Gundy, the younger brother of, I'm a man, I'm 40. Mike Gundy, and the longest tenured football coach in the Big 12, resigned Sunday night saying that he read aloud, quote, a word that I should never, under any circumstance, have uttered off the screen of a player's iPad during a film session. Gundy, who was the Oklahoma uh, wide receivers coach, uh, noticed the player who was who was supposed to be taking notes during the film session was distracted by his iPad. So 50-year-old coach took the player's iPad and began reading the words on the screen, just like what we talked about. The word in question is not specified in Gundy's statement, nor by anyone else who was in attendance. So they're keeping it close to the vest, which is a miracle. Three guesses what the word is. It probably starts with the letter N, according to this article on theshadowleague.com. Uh, Gundy. Man, what a... Look at this. Look at all this shit he wrote. I moved to Norman. Fresh out of high school in 1990. It feels like I never left. I've devoted nearly all my adult life to Oklahoma football. 
My children graduated from OU. So did my wife. For almost three decades, this university has been my home. These players have been my family. Today, with great anguish, I announce my resignation. And I apologize to those who are disappointed by this news. I owe it to Sooner Nation to be transparent about what led to this decision. Last week during a film session, I instructed my players to take notes. I noticed a player was distracted and picked up his iPad and read aloud the words that were written on his screen. The words displayed had nothing to do with football. One particular word that I should never, under any circumstance, have uttered was displayed on that screen. In the moment, I did not even realize what I was reading, and as soon as I did, I was horrified. Okay. Um, That line right there, I did not realize what I was reading. As soon as I did, I was horrified. What type of simpleton can be looking at printed words, well, in this case, digitally, and not be able to understand or decipher the upcoming N-word and prevent that word from actually escaping your lips. What type of uh, a thick-skulled cocksucker would be so inept at communication that it's impossible to keep them from saying the most horrible word on the planet today? How is that even possible? Um, even if uh, if no one is offended, he should still be fired for the inability to self-edit. That's why he should be fired. I don't care that he read the N-word. He should be fired because he's just inept. That's ridiculous. What type of asshole would do that? In the moment, I did not even realize what I was reading. And as soon as I did, I was horrified. I want to be very clear. The words I read aloud from that screen were not my words. What I said was not malicious. It wasn't even intentional. He's chalking it up to an involuntary muscle spasm. Still. I am mature enough to know that the words I said were shameful and hurtful, no matter my intentions. The unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so. Bullshit. You know, even, okay, if he had read that and went, whoops, uh uh-oh, my bad, I shouldn't have said that. I think that's it. That's all you need. But I think he's, punishing himself and and really taking this hard. I mean, come on, man. So yes, you should be fired, but not because you said that word. You should be fired because your brain is meatloaf. That's why you should be fired. But for reading aloud a word that you didn't write and you are saying you don't like that word, Now, if you had done that in the past, maybe. He continues with the dramatics. This guy seems like he's married, uh, not married, or related to Mike Pellerito in the dramatics. In that circumstance, a man of character accepts accountability. 
I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. I take responsibility for my mistake. I apologize. I'm doing what a 50-year-old man should. While considering this decision, I have been overwhelmed by the love and support of those who know me, my character, and my love for this program. I truly appreciate the support of my players and coaches. The uh, players and coaches. If you, the, the players should be like, Coach, we don't care. In fact, from now on, we want you to use that word. Just quit being a bitch and beating yourself up and fucking come back to work, you asshole. That support means more to me than I can express. It proves what I've always known about hashtag O-U-D-N-A. Oh, my God. We are a family, so thank you. <laughs> Nevertheless, I recognize this is a critical moment for Oklahoma football. This team, its coaches, players, administration, and fans do not deserve to be distracted by off-the-field matters while working to continue the tradition of excellence that makes me so proud to be a Sooner. You know, sexual assault, uh, under-the-table uh, envelopes full of cash, drugs, steroids. These are all things that are key in college football. I won't do the program I love the disservice of distracting from this mission. Effective immediately, I am stepping down. Naturally, I leave these sidelines heavy-hearted. Coaching this football team truly has been my life's passion. But I leave confident that the team will continue to prosper, and I leave with tremendous love for the University of Oklahoma and its athletics department. Sooner born, sooner bred, and so on. Boomer. Uh, boomer schooner it's part of their stupid rallying cry whatever the fuck this is this is terrible how old is his brother i don't know i think he must be like 60 now because back then he was i'm a man i'm 40 this sounds like a good goodbye message to the podcast what a dope, Maureen says. Sarah says, that's what I'm thinking too, Kevin. No, it's not a goodbye message. By the way, today is episode 875. I thought I said 880 earlier, 875. Kenny writes... I can't hear the word finger bang without hearing Cartman's voice. Sound. Check. Video. Check. I hope there's not an ad. The experience Shit. we never forget come from the choices we make. The Fucking ad. There you go. The Grand Wagoneer. What a car. Starting at $89,000. Who the fuck? $89,000. Starting at $89,000. Productions presents the Boy Band of the Decade. It's Finger Bang. Live from 
If um, you could uh, go in a time machine back to like 1976 and and tell those people, this is what's going to be on TV. Uh, their heads would explode. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to process process that. But that's spectacular. Oh my God. Rom writes, has anyone else watched So Wobbly on Twitch? So underscore Wobbly. I watched it for a minute this morning, and Aram sent me a text message. A text message and um, This morning, and uh, he says, I just checked out So Wobbly podcast, and I listened for 60 seconds. I would be shocked if the group formerly known as the Zaniacs would enjoy that for any extended period time not aware i don't know what they do uh but that is the show that john jamingo hey yo uh said that uh the group formerly known as the zaniacs now has replaced your old pal eric zane with and um uh, boy i'm almost interested but not really Um, the group that left, if you think about it, they're a rather serious bunch because if you're watching Jamingo and Bob, I mean, that's still an interesting show in my opinion, but it's not funny. There's nothing funny about it. It, You know, John writes decent jokes, but I don't think John's like hysterical. He's way too wound up and serious about the fucking government. To be funny ever. So that doesn't surprise me that that group, who seems very serious, would be interested in anything but a funny show, which we all know my show is the funniest thing that has ever happened to comedy. Dave Chappelle, uh, he sees my show and he's like, God, that guy is fucking funny. See, Nate is in attendance in beautiful Kentucky. Welcome, Nate. Nate uh, loves Trump. He wants to suck Trump's dick. But he still loved the the Mar-a-Lago song. Uh, Aram says so wobbly. Seems he talks a lot about the government. And he spells it D-A apostrophe G-U-B-B-A-M-I-N-T. The government, which just is fun to say. Seriously. Nate Bull, Nate Bull, Nate Bull. Dutchman in Kentucky, Nate Bull. 
Dutchman in Kentucky net oh oh all right uh i've had way too much fun than uh should be allowed by law oh my gosh another segment in the books on not the best of the eric zane show podcast don't forget the show originates in the baldwin ace hardware fear bunker studio you can follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash eric zane live or download the twitch app and just search eric zane live follow on facebook twitter youtube all that shit cameo.com slash eric zane if you want me to uh, book me for a cameo i've got t-shirts on my website ericzaneshow.com the email brought to you by shoreliner striping if you ever want to say hello or tell me to f off that is eric at ericzaneshow.com what am i forgetting ah yes don't forget that patreon is free for seven days if you've been on the fence about my patreon uh, th- this has been a yeah, perfect thing for a lot of folks because they're like, well, I, I don't just want to throw money at it and, and gamble the five or 10 bucks that I'm going to like this thing. Try it for seven days. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And then if you like it, let it ride. If you don't cancel it, no big deal. And then you're not charged. Thank you so much. If you've tried though, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, that is going to put this edition of not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast in the books. More coming up the following days. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.